on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We're live from high atop Mount Mariah. Down the hall from non-stop hip-hop and all the hits here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to Cerrito Live. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. On the other side of the glass, we've got King of Crunch, CJ Hurt. And filling in for Johnny Radio this week is Drew Barrett. They both host the Playing Hurt podcast, which you can listen to on the Cerrito Live iTunes feed. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to more of CJ and Drew on their podcast. I listen every week. Except this week, because it was about baseball, so I didn't want to listen to it. But, hey, that happened. What's wrong with baseball? Hey, everybody likes their own thing. You like sausage pizza from Coletta's. I like the pepperoni pizza from Coletta's. Well, pepperoni kind of tastes a little weird to me. I'm just not a pepperoni guy. Uh, Pepperoni is awesome. Uh, Shout out to Coletta's for uh, bringing us some pizza today. Coletta's, they've got uh, the two Memphis locations, you know, the original one on South Parkway, and then they're out there in Bartlett in Cordell. Cordova area on Appling Road, and uh, I know CJ, you went to Coletta's for Valentine's Day. I'm not mistaken. That's what they were telling me. Yeah, I went there. I went there. It was great. Go check them out. What did you have? Do you remember what you had besides the pizza? I had the chicken parmesan. I call it chicken parmesan, but I had the chicken parmesan. Why do you call it? uh, Spaghetti and meatballs. It was great, man. Uh, Coletta's is awesome Italian food coming from an Italian. Uh, A Memphian. I'm an Italian Memphian, and I can tell you where the good Italian food is, and Coletta's is that place. We've got some Coletta's pizzas up here, so big thanks to the folks over at Coletta's for uh, hooking us up today with some awesome pizza. I usually don't get to have it when it's fresh and warm when they deliver it, because I'm usually on the air if they deliver pizza, so I'm excited I got to, to devour a couple pieces before going on the air. Okay, so we've got a supersized edition of Cerrito Live today. We'll be going off at one thirty, so we're two and a half hours again this week. We're slowly making up some time because we missed a few weeks and had shows that were, were like 60 minutes. And so we're adding on some time because there's just so much to talk about. Uh, we will talk Grizzlies, of course, with Kevin Leip at, at 11.30. He joins us in the first hour every week. He's from the Memphis Flyer. The Grizzlies getting a great win last night. Uh, we will play Hang Up and Listen again at noon. Give you a chance to call in and contribute to the show. But then at 12.30, Greg Akers is back with us. Akers joins us every month, and when he joins us, we cast a sports star in a movie. And this month, we will be casting Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager will be uh, who will cast. And so who would play Dave Yeager in a movie if, in fact, uh, they made a movie about Dave Yeager? Hey, if the Grizzlies win the, the championship, maybe there will be a, a movie about this Grizzlies team, and they're going to have to cast Dave Yeager. We'll decide that at 1230 with Greg Akers, and a special guest caster will join us in studio, John Bifus from the Commercial Appeal. John Bifus, the movie critic for the Commercial Appeal for for ages over there at the CA, your daily newspaper in Memphis. And he'll join us in studio, so he will help us cast Dave Yeager when he's here. We'll also go through some of our favorite things we've watched recently uh, with Greg Akers, myself, and Bifus, and CJ. And you, too, if you want. So if you have any ideas of who would play Dave Yeager in a movie, you can tweet me at Cerrito. You can text us at 67129. That's 67129. is the text line. If you've never text Sports 56 before, you got to text uh, 56 join first. 
and you can text your ideas for Dave Yeager. You can also text us your ideas or, or just tell us what's your favorite thing you've watched recently on TV or at the movies. We always like to discuss that when we have these movie buffs in. And today is Greg Akers. We'll be joined with John Bifus. That's at 12.30. But then at 1 o'clock, uh, we will... Oh, he's back. Two weeks in a row, Dustin Five Star will be back with us because this week was WrestleMania on Sunday, arguably one of the best WrestleManias of all time. It's definitely a top tenner um, on the list of WrestleMania. So Dustin is going to join us in studio along with Wrestling With Death star Derek King. Derek King will join us as well. We will recap WrestleMania 31, but we'll also give our way, way too early predictions for WrestleMania 32, which is exactly 365 uh, days away. One year from today, we will be the day after WrestleMania 32, but it'll be in Dallas, Texas. They'll be going for the indoor attendance record at Cowboys Stadium or AT&T Stadium, whatever they call it now, uh, in Dallas next year. So we'll give our way, way too early predictions for WrestleMania. Mania 32. I've got some ideas of what I, I think might happen. Of course, we were terrible on our 30, 31 predictions last week, so I think it's good that we just get those out of the way and start predicting 32 and see how we do. But that's coming up at uh, 1 o'clock because it's a supersized edition of the program. But we start every week joined by my uh, broadcast colleague for many years, Mr. Selfie, Mr. Sweet Tea, Mr. Jackson, Mississippi, Marcus Hunter. We have, what's up, Marcus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, Sorito? How are you doing this morning? Um, are you ready to get into some trending topics? I'm definitely ready to get into some trending topics. All right, let's do some trending topics. All right. Trending topics. Trending topics. Did they just push the button as many times as they want. All right, these are your trending topics. These are the stories that, topics. that have been trending all week uh, in in the Memphis Mid-South area. This portion of the show being brought to you by Playoffs on the Square, Memphis's only professional theater. They've got uh, the 38th annual original art auction is coming on April 25th. Get your tickets now to attend that. Uh, they've got a bunch of new shows coming to Playhouse on the Square this year. They announced their 2015-2016 season, and that lineup includes Billy Elliot, the musical. It includes the return of Peter Pan for the holiday season, and it will, will include the regional premiere of the hit musical Memphis. That's going on at Playhouse on the Square at uh, Union in Cooper in the Overton Square Theater District. Uh, it's a perfect place to take a date. Check out PlayhouseOnTheSquare.org for more information. All right, Mark, it's trending right now in Memphis over the past 24 hours. It's a big night in the Bluff City. There were three uh, pro teams playing in the city last night. You look at, uh, the, of course, the Grizzlies, Oklahoma City, were playing at FedEx Forum at the Grindhouse, a sold-out crowd of 18,119 as the 15th sellout of the year. Holy mackerel, 15 sellouts. That's a pretty pretty big number for the Grizz. And then right down the road, at uh, third in Union, you had AutoZone Park opened up and, and on display their new renovations. And there were around 10,000 folks there watching the St. Louis Cardinals go against the Memphis Redbirds. It's one of those nights where, may, I don't know if we take it for granted or not, but it's kind of cool. You got a, you had a pro baseball team in town, and you had a playoff NBA team in town, uh, which is they're always in town, playing um, 
uh, one of their rivals. It was an awesome sports night in the city last night. I think 18 is the record for sellouts at FedEx Forum in the season. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So we're we're going to eclipse that with the playoffs for sure. I don't know if that counts the playoffs in the statistics. So, so you don't, you don't – uh, that's a pretty cool night, huh, Marcus? Yeah, uh, pretty cool night uh, to have. I mean, especially, uh, you know, considering it's springtime, the weather's starting to get nice, and, uh, you know, May is right around the corner, and you're about to have all the Memphis and May stuff. So it's like getting folks already geared up for what should be a uh, fantastic spring and a, and, and a, and a great summer uh, sports-wise in the city of Memphis. I mean, I mean, because, you know, the playoffs are going to be going on, you know, during the month of May, and, you know, that's when the Redbirds are really going to be in the middle of their season. So it was almost... You got a preview of what playoff weekend will be like in Memphis uh, last night. Absolutely, and so let's 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 look at these two events that happened last night. So we had the first one. We'll start at the baseball game last night. Uh, Cardinals won eight to one, like they're supposed to do. Anytime it's a pro, the I mean, it's, we again shout out to the Redbirds. They are a professional team, but we're talking about you know you have to have one of the major league sports teams in town uh, last night. The major league team is supposed to beat the the AAA team every time they play, in theory, right? And they won eight to one last night. But the big news at AutoZone Park is the remodel, which uh, this is a big month for Memphis, Tennessee uh, remodels. Like it's a it's a it's a big big month. We're just weeks away from the opening of Bass Pro Pyramid. That is to me a sentence I never thought I would ever say. Uh, it just felt like that that sentence was so far off, but we are weeks away from that happening. And uh, this week was the big reveal of the new the remodeled AutoZone Park, which kind of came out of came out of nowhere. Um, they decided to do it in the off season with the new ownership. And let's see what they've got. So they've got uh, they closed the old bluff seats in the back. You know, you go to the games, Marcus, and the grass field, the bluff seats. They closed. I mean, that doesn't look like they use that at all right now because they made two new grass bluff seats, one on the left field line and one on the right field line. They took out seats and put in new grass. Oh, so they got rid of the uh, picnic tables over there. I think they still have the picnic tables, but it's like the picnic tables they got are in, rid of the seats. Yeah, okay, the it. seats that are next to the picnic tables. Uh-huh. So there's two there's two grassy areas, one in left field, one in right field. I think they still have those picnic tables that they added because they're building a barbecue themed restaurant which is not finished over there in that area and so they that's the big remodel if you read the commercial appeal today it's kind of funny because they seem to focus more on the the amenities being the higher end amenities that most of us normal folks don't get to enjoy you know like the club level stuff like they really focus on that because the club level has been remodeled and it's supposed to be spectacular at AutoZone Park but for like us normal folks, the things you notice if you go to the games is the new grassy seating you can take your kids and hang out on, uh, and the new bluff seats in, in right field and left field. But and also LED screens. They've got a brand new LED screen for the scoreboard, which is supposed to be like uh, 14 uh, feet by 140 feet or something. I don't know. It's it's a pretty big LED board uh, in left field. That just it looks awesome. It looks like you're in 2015, right? LED door boards are popping up everywhere. They were at uh, even WWE has added LED boards. They added it at WrestleMania. We'll probably talk about this with Dustin maybe later. But at WrestleMania on the the ring apron, you know they like it'll say Monday Night Raw or WrestleMania on the apron, and that's now an LED board. So everybody's oh, getting really? into this technology. They debuted that at WrestleMania. Now on Monday Night Raw they had it. There's like an LED board. On on the ring too. So, but at AutoZone yeah, Park, 
Go ahead. LED boards are much easier to uh, swap out uh, what, it, what 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 they read for sponsorship purposes, so you can make more money off of them. Right. You can put a, you can you can change things. Put whatever you want on it uh, instantaneously, so that yeah. um, it's starting to spread everywhere, and it's got it at AutoZone Park. So, but the last thing here's what we're gonna do because this is. I'm, I'm reading the article. I haven't been able to see the AutoZone Park yet. If, you, if you've if been there, tweet us. Feel free to tweet us at Cerrito or Texas 67129. Let us know if you've been inside, uh, what you thought about the new AutoZone Park uh, remodels yesterday, if it was really that noticeable or not. But, um, hey, look, so, guys. You know, yeah. I, I've told you guys this for years. I mean, AutoZone Park is a beautiful facility, but you guys have to get down to Starkville with me for a Mississippi State baseball game. <laughs> I went to one yesterday, my first one going in a few years. You gotta check out my Instagram. I put up a few videos of the left field lounge, what it looks like, but you know it's a very unique, you know, atmosphere down there in Starkville. You guys gotta come down there for a game with me. And I think with the changes they're making in AutoZone Park, they're trying to give it a unique feel, a unique look. And I think you know the bluff seats on both sides are getting rid of those seats that they had because the park was way too big. I mean, they, you know, it was never sold out. It was way too big. It had too many seats. Um, but I think with these new changes. Uh, and, and folks like sitting on the grass, especially on the beautiful day outside. You know, you like to pull up, you know, your tile and sit back and kind of have a picnic kind of atmosphere. So I think they're, I think they're making those changes going to make more people want to come out to the game, uh, especially when the weather is really good because you're going to have more of those bus seats. Those bus seats, you know, like, go for what, pop up? So that's going to be great. Right. I, I, I did see your Instagram when you were posting those pictures because – I mean, I'm sure it's awesome there. I do believe you, but I, your first Instagram was like a picture of an old man who looks sunburned sitting in a chair with like some wooden bleachers behind it. It didn't no, look no, like you a, could compare that video. to AutoZone Park. No, it was a video. <laughs> you gotta watch the you gotta watch the video because I kind of panned around to show you know like the entire outfield. That's what you see. You see all of these weird homemade doohickeys out there, and you're right on the and you're right on the out, outfield line, and then you know you're barbecuing. I mean, there was another one where we're sitting right there and got barbecuing right on the right on the other side of the fence and we're hanging out eating barbecue and watching the game right there aren't you aren't you team scroll by instagram videos how often do you actually you have to like push you have to push play on them and then you have to push the sound on them and stuff i like, didn't know that was a team i didn't know there was a team scroll by videos on instagram oh it's this a team I, don't, I think it's. I don't know if it's a team as much as it's a. It's it's just what you do, right? I just always scroll. Like if you have, a, it's got to be a good video. You got to have a caption telling me like, "Hey, look at this. This this building explodes or something." For me to play the the Instagram video, I usually just scroll by. Uh, Okay, well, you got to go watch the video. Well, you know what? For you today, Kevin, I'm going to post some more pictures. I took plenty of pictures. I guess <laughs> I had too much fun. I was having too much fun, and I wasn't posting. Okay, we're we're talk we're talk about the Grizzlies game in a second, but uh, so the other half of last night, it was it's 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 rare that it kind of gets overshadowed. So we had I was considering maybe stopping by AutoZone Park, going to see some a little bit of the Cardinals and the Redbirds, but it was so cold last night. But it wasn't that cold. I mean, we hell we had a snowstorm a couple weeks ago, but it felt cold compared to how it's been. I was like, oh, this is not a good day for me to go go watch some baseball. And you see pictures, people had their jackets on, and they were having a blast. They were having a blast up there. But, okay, so the commercial appeal, one of the big remodels is the club level, and they've got some deal and stuff. So we're going to play a game, Marcus. Are you ready? Are you ready to play a game, Marcus? Say, you need to say, I want to play. I want to play. All right. We're playing We're playing good deal or no deal. Good deal or no deal. Here's the, one of the new deals this year at AutoZone Park. Good deal or no deal. This is uh, according to this is what they posted in the commercial appeal story this morning. For fifty five dollars, 
patrons are granted an all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink draft beer and house wines evening that comes with an excellent view of the field from shallow right field. Customers can watch the game from inside the new club with glass windows that are tinted for an open-air feel, or you can go outside as well. So it's like you go to the club level where they have TVs, they got the new pool tables, you pay $55 per person. It's all you can eat, all you can drink. Obviously, it includes the baseball game. You can step outside, you can step inside, you can play pool, you can watch the TVs. Uh, is that a good deal or no deal, Marcus? $55. Per person, uh, I would say that that is a good deal. Because, I mean, you're going mean, to spend most of the time, you know, just relaxing and drinking and hanging out with your friends anyway, and you get the atmosphere of a baseball game. So I would say that's a uh, that's a pretty good deal. And the reason I say it's a pretty good deal has to go back to MSU. I would pay $200 for the experience I had last night. Whoa. I got it for free. And I got it for free. I mean, it's that fantastic. And I got it for free. So if you're only going to pay $55 to be able to hang out for four hours and, you know, just enjoy a great atmosphere, I think that's a good deal, especially if you're only going to do it like maybe once a month. I mean, why not? Great deal. Right, fifty fifty five dollars per person. I think if it's it's a, a group of guys hanging out, uh, or if you take your date, I can tell you that you go to a fancy restaurant, your bill, you get a bottle of wine and a couple entrees and a exactly. appetizer. It's going to be over. It's going to be over a hundred dollars. Um, so and if then the, you got to sit there on the date. You got to sit there and talk to that person. You got to talk to them the whole time. Coming to the baseball game, you don't got to talk the whole time. You can stop. You can watch some of the action. You can go mingle and go do other things. And, and, you, and you all get that one spot. Yeah, you know, it's like a perfect date atmosphere. Right. Uh, what do you think, CJ? Fifty-five dollars. Good deal or no deal? Good deal if it's a group of guys on a date. I don't know how that works because not a lot of women are into baseball. That is sexist. It's not sexist. Maybe maybe from my experience. I know I talk to my girlfriend like, hey, Redbirds here. They got all these renovations. Let's go see it. So for me personally, let me not say a lot of women. For me personally, I couldn't take her there because she wouldn't appreciate it. She wouldn't be down. Especially like wine. Is she a wine fan? Oh, she loves her some wine. Okay, well, then, you know, you have a few glasses of wine and you call it a day. I mean, that's fine. I mean, she'll enjoy the atmosphere because she'll be drinking wine the entire time. By the time the eighth or ninth inning gets there, she's going to, you know, be the biggest baseball fan in the world. I mean, $55 for a bottle of wine, though? No, no. Well, no, you get the entire experience because it is, your lady does like to get treated like a queen, right? I don't know if she's never been treated like one. I <laughs> know. That's where she's dating you. This is where Johnny would jump in and be. This is where Johnny would jump in and, and say the insult. But CJ's just custom. He's going to say it himself now. But uh, I'm picking I, up the slack. Because you have to remember, CJ, it is you get the club level. You get the club level on it. Right? And so it's that club level, like, cool. Like, all right, we're in this awesome area that not everybody can go to. It's newly remodeled. Uh, and we can eat as much as we want, which if it's barbecue nachos, bar, whatever, that's cool. We can drink as much as you want. Because, I mean, you're probably spending, if you go out and you get drinks, at least, at least if you're trying to be cheap, $30 on, on, on drinks, probably $40 on drinks. And and then if you're getting barbecue nachos just by yourself, it's ten dollars a person somewhere, and so that's sixty bucks. So you're talking about twenty dollars, twenty dollars, forty extra bucks for the experience, maybe I don't know. But um, of course, it's all you can eat, all you can drink, which are two things that Memphians love. So I would say that that's probably a pretty good deal. It's a special occasion thing. I think it's 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 a good deal. 
I think I know what I'm doing on my anniversary. That is a great deal. I missed the all-you-can-eat part. It's all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink. And the but and again, I think if, if you got the right girl, she likes to go spend time outside and at events and kind of like chill. You know, people love like springtime. It's perfect. Is this a good deal in the summertime? Maybe because you get air conditioning access at a Redbirds game, which you all everybody wants. Come come uh, uh, after the Fourth of July. Uh, you want air conditioning at a Redbirds game. You don't have air conditioning down there in Starville, huh, Marcus? Uh, well, not. I mean, there are parts that does, you know, that do have air conditioning. I mean, there are, you know, uh, you know, club level type seating, you know, corporate seating as well. But in the, in the left field lounge, so you don't have any uh, AC. But, you know, I mean, you can plug a fan up if you wanted to. I mean, you can, just, you can do what you want to do out there. Okay, so it's called plug the new. Fan up. Uh, it's called the Home Plate Club on the second level. And anybody. With a, a club level ticket, can get to this new club at AutoZone Park, and they're building a new bar. They still have some finishes touches they got to put on at AutoZone Park, um, which they have not done. Uh, which is like built, they're supposed to be building another bar out in the outfield. So it's going to be cool when it's a finished product, Marcus. You should make plans to get back up here in Memphis in about a month or so, right around Bass Pro opening, and uh, checking out AutoZone Park as well. All right, let's yeah, I feel to do that. let's keep moving in uh, trending topics. Go, uh, trending topics. We're still kind of on the same topic, which is last night's awesomeness uh, as far as sports in this city. Down the road, FedEx form Grizzlies uh, beat Oklahoma City hundred to ninety two, and tonight's the rare home back to back, which includes uh, an appearance from former Memphis Tiger commit John Wall uh, inside FedEx Forum. It's one of those a rare home back-to-back, so you could have technically, if you wanted to, gone to the game last night and hit in a trash can, right? And then yeah. then they wouldn't have to buy a ticket for tonight. Oh, yeah, if you just went to one of the uh, bathroom stalls, sat down, put your feet up, and took it out. Is that, what, is that the best thing to do? How would you have, what would have been the best way, where is the best hiding spot <laughs> inside of FedEx Forum? Um, ha- use hashtag hide and go Grizz. Hashtag yeah, hide and I, go Grizz. I, I, I if you went to, be to hang out in the, uh... the bathroom? A bathroom stall. I mean, you close the door, you sit down, you pop your feet up somewhere where they can't see your feet hanging and dangling, and then take through a nap. I mean, the next day you wake up, you're good to go. I tell you, I did. I did. I didn't realize this really till last night. But I had to. I went to the after the game. I went. I stopped by one of the bathrooms on the main concourse on the plaza level at the forum. Those bathrooms get kind of messy by the end of the game. They get pretty messy. And then you're going to have the people yeah. come and clean them. Like the cleaning crew comes in. What if the cleaning crew sees you trying to camp out in the stall because you're like, you can't just tell them it's a home back to back and you're taking a nap, or you have to fake like you're still going to the bathroom, or what? Uh, you know what? That is a good thing. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think about that. I mean, I, I think about the cleaning crew coming in. They're short. They have to come in and get up after every game. You, you could hide in a trash can. You could hide in a trash can. No, you couldn't. They got to take the trash out. You could figure out something. I think you. You know what? You, no, no. Do you know what you could hide? <laughs> where? You could hide. Uh, you could hide uh, up there where uh, where Hasseltine and those guys sit through radio. You can hide under that deck. Oh, with the curtain. Yeah, with the curtain. You can hide under there. Yeah, because you could just get get under there. I wonder. Yep. It would, it would be tough, and I wonder, so shout out to anybody who may be inside of FedEx form right now who hid out last night to try to save money. Hide in the Grizz uniform. Hide in Grizz? Yeah. I don't know. that They would they would notice, so right? You could hide in the bubble, in the, in the uh, big inflatable Grizz. Hide in that one. It really was, like, it was a good opportunity to try to, to, to stay inside FedEx form, uh, 
for two consecutive nights because they had a quick change was the halftime performance last night. So I'm sure you could have maybe used some of their magical powers or their equipment and and uh, and, and stay. The, you know, quick change the one the, the halftime show and they go out there and they change their clothes That's like every change. two seconds. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you have an idea of where you could hide in FedEx form, uh, hashtag hide and go Grizz. Hide and go Grizz. Uh, but uh, one thing that got me thinking last night at the game, which was cool, I mean, we're in this home stretch, and we'll talk to Life in a minute about figuring out playoff positioning, but uh, you got it's time to start thinking about growl towels, right? Like, what clever thing are they going to put on growl towels? And uh, Memphis versus everybody has been this new saying. It's on T-shirts. It's on hoodies um, everywhere. That Now I'm thinking Memphis versus everybody should be on a growl towel. Your thoughts, Hunter? Memphis versus everybody. Well, I don't know because so the playoffs are so specific to one team. So, you know, I mean, you're playing that particular team. So, you say everybody, then, you know, you're talking about you know, the entire world. So, well, you, I, I mean, really it, know that, that would be good for the growl town. It can say Memphis versus everybody. It can say Grizzlies versus everybody. Or... I think, but it is because the Grizzlies are their goal is to beat everybody this year. This is the one year that their goal is to run the table, right? I mean, I guess if you're looking at it that way, I mean, you, I mean, you would have to like two meetings. Have to be the only growl towel. I think that would have to be the only one. You know that you would have to have throughout the entire. Oh well, like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to um, happen. But they have done. Know, this be a fast protein growl towel one night. A fast protein kind of welcoming Bass Pro into the city. We're just going to hold one up that says "Welcome Bass Pro." <laughs> Something like that, yeah. You know, kind of combine the two. You know, get it all together. You know, all right, I'm. You know, corporate sponsors. You know, they're gonna make it work between the Grizzlies and basketball anyway. Yeah, we'll see which yeah, idea yeah. the Grizzlies run with. My gr- Memphis versus everybody, or your welcome Bass Pro growl towel. <laughs> it'll be camo. Is it a camo growl towel? You know, what, maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe it'll be a camo, uh, just regular, you know, Bluff City uh, growl towel, but but a camo theme for Bass Pro. They did give away the. The growl towel, I mean, not the hat, the camo hat. They had a Grizzlies camo hat that they gave away earlier in the year, uh, which I have you one, Marcus, um, up here. I, I got you one because I know you, you with you living in Mississippi now. Um, so whenever you come back, I will give you that one, and maybe you can put that on. That will be your thinking cap when you come up with, with growl towel ideas since you're already thinking camo in Bass Pro. <laughs> hey, I, hey, hey, I appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a really nice hat. Oh, uh, all right. We've got we to gotta move fast. We'll go to our last trending topic. Trending topics. Uh, and that's the the Memphis earthquake that happened on Wednesday night. Uh, that's our non-sport uh, trending topic. Did that really happen? I think the earthquake really did happen. So uh, it's April Fool. Really it's April Fool's Day. It's night on April Fool's Day, which is real late to do an April Fool's joke, right? But yeah. people thought it might have been an April Fool's joke. I didn't feel it. I I was hanging out with the dog, old Mister Gribbs, three-legged dog, um, and he. I was watching TV, and he started acting weird. Like, he usually just is calm and chilling watching TV. He just got up and started looking around and, like, bouncing around. I was like, what is he doing? And I didn't think about it. But then two seconds later, I got a text from my brother. He's like, did you feel the earthquake? And I'm like, what? And you check Twitter, and, hey, I didn't feel the earthquake. But many felt the earthquake. He felt it, yeah. I think, animal, you know, animals, they can they can hear and sense things much better than we can. So uh, you didn't feel it down there in Jackson, Mississippi, did you, Marcus? Uh, no, we did not feel it all the way down here in Jackson, Mississippi. And I am very thankful we do not feel it down here in Jackson, Mississippi, because, you know, Memphis is right on that new magic fall line. You guys should be a little worried that, you know, you're getting earthquakes in that area. You're going to make that fall line a little weaker. So, if I were you guys, I'd be a little more concerned than, than you're acting this morning. 
Oh, I was concerned. I was concerned. I was concerned uh, about aftershocks. At first, I'm thinking, yes, I'm thankful I'm not stuck in an elevator with Mr. Belding's pregnant wife. That's my first thought. And then. (laughs) I'd have to deliver the baby. And then my second thought is like, oh my goodness, there might be an aftershock. And sometimes I've seen movies where the aftershock is worse than the original. And. So those were my concerns originally, and I kind of was mad, and I was trying to break down why didn't I why didn't I hear it? It ended up it was like a few miles away from Memphis, uh, in Missouri, but we are on that fault line, and it's it's a dangerous line we go every day. Drew, did you? So you did not feel the earthquake? I didn't feel anything, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I've never felt an earthquake before, and I, I feel like to. I would freak out. Oh, it would be. Uh, yeah, I think you would run immediately under the. Um, would you get in like? Uh, tornado position from like school or something because you just didn't know what to do. You'd be like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Probably. I mean, I probably would have just ran out of my dorm and just started running for dear life because I just don't know what to do in an earthquake. Marcus, before you remember, I think this was when I was in when I was in middle school here that there was this dude who was in the in the mid to late nineties who was predicting. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we had it in Columbus too because the earthquake was going to be so powerful it was going right. to rock the entire <laughs> state of Mississippi. That guy that that uh, bozo who was predicting an earthquake and it didn't happen of course but we would have to do earthquake drills all the time at school and you'd have to go under the under your table and uh or under your desk or whatever like in case something fell it would hit your desk but cj you did not feel the earthquake either right i was not all the way out i heard the wind howling though all right so cj was asleep but anyway that that does it for trending topics uh this week marcus real quick if you got any march madness predictions we got the uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict uh, the finals going to be Kentucky and Michigan State with, oh, I can't predict the winner now. I think Michigan State may end up winning it, but I'm going to go with Kentucky just because they're just bigger than everybody else. Just so good. Just better than everybody else. But yeah, Kentucky over Michigan State. Uh, all right. Uh, well, hold on. Before we yeah, let you last go. Last time, you know, you know, Coach Cal likes to beat up on his own team, so you may be able to do that because you remember what happened when uh, Memphis played Michigan State. Kentucky's got two. Either way, Kentucky's going to have two tough games left, and that's positive news if you are. Oh yeah, that's going to be tough. A Memphis fan. What? We we do have we have Tyler Springs who wants to confirm the earthquake. We do have somebody who's with Sports Fifty Six. Tyler who produces the show before us every week, uh, listening on his, his way home. Can we get him on the? Uh, we've got Marcus locked in too. Tyler, what's up? Don't overreact about this earthquake, Kevin. It was real, and I can verify that because I was in the studio where CJ and Drew presumably are right now. It only lasted for about a second and a half, and the best comparison I think I could make would be it was as though a car had run into the building. That's what I think it would feel like. You know, it was a momentary shake. Um, it wasn't the kind of thing, you know, the whole room shook, but it wasn't the sort of thing that you know, I got over antsy about. I was just like, whoa, you know, what was that? And I started seeing folks on Twitter um, saying, you know, does anybody else feel that? And, and apparently it was real. A momentarily a momentarily quake. Well, a good thing it wasn't that bad, or Bass Pro would be floating down the Mississippi right now. Right, no kidding. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're not anywhere near a fault line, at least that I know of. Yeah, we are. Uh, we, you know, oh, uh, we are, Tyler. We are. We are, yeah, we are, we're in, we're in a bad... You guys are near like, like, like the worst fault line in the United States. That's how you, you know it's not technically from Memphis. Yeah. People from Memphis know that the whole city's just going to fall into the river. Yeah, that. so that that's why people were freaking out, I guess. But I don't know, Memquake was definitely trending for about uh, 24 hours. Thanks, Tyler. You got it, Tim. So we found somebody who 
who felt it here in the Sports 56 family. Because I thought, I also, like, around the same time as Earthquake, I did hear, like, a screeching car in the background or something. And I just thought, I can't, I can't confirm for sure if that was the earthquake noise that I was hearing, or, like, the shaking. Like, there's, my apartment is haunted anyway. So I hear, like, weird noises and stuff all the time. So I don't think twice about it. But all I can know is for sure that, that my dog, Mr. Gribbs, was, uh, was not acting right during it. But, all right, Marcus, we'll ca- catch up with you next week at 11. Uh, be safe. Practice your earthquake drills. All right, guys. Be good. And uh, have a fantastic Saturday and a wonderful Easter week. All right, everybody follow Marcus on Twitter at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter. He's the guy trying to make double underscore catch on. He's also on Instagram. He'll be posting more pictures from the – I'm telling you, I saw that Mississippi State picture. Like, he was, like, so excited. And I click on it, and it was really this – this this old dude who looks sunburned sitting in a chair by himself, and then there's like wooden bleachers behind him, and I was like, that does not look like AutoZone Park to me, Mark. The the barbecue picture was well, the barbecue. I did see that one. Did you see the video? I'll give him credit. I that, know you didn't later watch the on, video. He, I saw a picture of barbecue and a, and a capacity crowd there, so it did look like it was fun. But his first picture did not capture what he he is talking about. All right, if you want to get in touch with the show, a little bit later on, we're going to cast Dave Yeager in a movie. You can tweet me at Cerrito. You can uh, tweet the whole crew here. You can uh, tweet at CJ. He's at Con Radicalness. Drew, what is your Twitter account name? I don't have that one. D memorized. Barrett three six. D Barrett three six. You can text the show at six seven one two nine. That's six seven one two nine. You can find us on Snapchat. We got a bunch of pizzas, pictures of our pizza on there right now on Snapchat because we got pizza from Coletta's. So you uh, search Cerrito Live on Snapchat and check out our Snapchat uh, stories. And we keep you updated with behind-the-scenes action from up here. You can also like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Cerrito Trivia. And if you want, you can email us, CerritoLive at gmail.com. At noon every week, we take your phone calls at 360-8255. That's 360-8255. Hang up and listen. Is at noon if you want to get your thoughts in during that segment. When we come back, though, we'll talk to Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 at 87.7 FM. Sports 56 Middays with Ray Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekdays from 11 till 1. Right here on Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Zorito Live. Here once again is Kevin Zorito. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for making us a part of uh, your weekend. If you ever missed a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast CerritoLive.com. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at CerritoLive.com. Or you can subscribe on iTunes. That's the easiest and best way to keep up with this show. Just search Cerrito Live on iTunes or your podcast app. Subscribe to us and download us to your device each and every week, and you'll never miss a part of the show. Also, if you subscribe to us on iTunes or podcast service, you can also get the Playing Hurt podcast, which involves uh, each and uh, about a couple times a month. Uh, CJ and Drew sit down. They do their own podcast on a certain topic, different sports topic. And you can listen to Drew and CJ on the Playing Hurt podcast, which is on the Cerrito Live podcast feed um, as well. And while you're hanging out on iTunes, I recommend you go and subscribe to the I Love Memphis podcast. The I Love Memphis podcast. I co-host that with Holly Whitfield each and every month, which includes the bonus clip, which we record on this show. We got it, did it last week. It was all about crawfish festivals and, and uh, reality shows. With her, but that is on the I Love Memphis podcast. You can go to I Love Memphis podcast.com. You subscribe to I Love Memphis podcast on iTunes. Big news this week about the I Love Memphis podcast. We're taking it on the road for the first time. So this Thursday night is our first live show on the road. We're going to be at the uh, Tennessee Brewery Revival. 
That's the, the new name of the Tennessee Brewery. Of course, it was known as Untapped last year. Now it is the Tennessee Brewery Revival. It's happening downtown right off of G.E. Patterson on the trolley tracks. There's the Tennessee Brewery down there. It's open for all ages. We'll be there every Thursday at 5 o'clock doing a live show, recording the podcast live. It will then go up on the uh, iTunes feed and you know, podcast.com like usual. But it's going to be fun. We'll be out there doing a live recording with people as they – you have great food from food trucks. You'll be uh, devouring some craft brew um, from all the local breweries and checking out, because I think they've remodeled the Tennessee brewery. Uh, it's going to look different than last year a little bit, but it's going to be just as cool, but just with some... Like, everybody's remodeling everything, right, CJ? you got AutoZone Park. you got the Pyramid. Why not the Tennessee brewery uh, shaking things up, too? And So they're going to have some cool new elements. I hope their renovations are as awesome as everybody else's. I don't think they're going to have LED screens, because you've got to keep the ambiance of... Hanging out in a you know a vacant brewery and ooh was you know will they have a bowling alley under an aquarium? No, no they won't. That that is at that's at Bass Pro. But hey, you'll be able to go very soon to the Tennessee Brewery Revival. Listen to the live I Love Memphis podcast and then go straight to Bass Pro Shop. I cannot believe I like t- today's the day. It's really like you're it's like becoming reality to me that the Bass Pro Shop really is about to open. Let's be don't talking be, about don't this believe thing. it until it opens. When is it supposed to open? By the way. Uh, they have an advance opening on the 29th of April, and then uh, it's going to open to the public on the 30th of April. Now it's going to open. It's going to happen. I can't. It, I don't know why I'm getting so excited. It's not for the bait shop part of it. Which shout out to folks who who were excited about that part. I want the ride to the top. I want to get in America's largest freestanding elevator and ride to the top of the pyramid. I want to go bowling in the bowling alley in downtown Memphis. Uh, I want to see the alligators. There's some stuff I want to see. When are we going to go bowling? Can we make that happen on the 29th? Uh, I don't know about the 29th, but we're going to try to get it done that week for sure. All right. Every week during the 11 o'clock hour, we're joined by the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. His name is Kevin Leip, and he joins us now. What's up, Lyle? How's it going? Good morning. I just saw you a few hours ago. Happy late birthday, day after your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm an ancient old man now. So, uh, you know. Oh, congratulations. That's right. Uh, my, my whole life is different now. It was Lyle's 80th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, qualify for Social Security now, so. Uh, Kevin Leib. I hung out with Leip. We were hanging out last night at the Grizzlies game. It was Grizzlies uh, versus Thunder at FedEx Forum. It was, I think it was, I was hanging out there. Leip was there. Peyton Manning was there. You guys missed out on a good time if you missed the Grizzlies game last night. It was actually a fun, fun atmosphere, which is, it's been a while that the Grizzlies beat a good team in FedEx Forum, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of one of the things I touched on in my, uh, you know, my, my kind of game notes this morning is, yeah, it was really, that's the, that's the first, home game that's felt like you know a grindhouse like Memphis home game in a long time um, I, I, I don't know that, that people were saying it felt like a playoff game I don't know that it was mm. that intense um, but it was definitely you could tell that like the crowd wanted to be at that level you know like it was um, right that the Grizzlies were playing well they looked like themselves they were you could tell they were kind of enjoying it uh, it was a tough game but they were winning and you know, it's the thunder. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was good. Uh, I think, I think everybody needed. It. I think the team needed it. I think the fans needed it. I think everybody needed that game. 
I think you hit the nail on the head. The crowd wanted it to be a playoff game. The city's ready. Everybody's ready. We're anxious for this playoff season to start and see where the Grizzlies go. A playoff crowd last night, I would say the crowd felt, the atmosphere felt like, yeah, playoff game, but it didn't feel like a Memphis Grizzlies grindhouse playoff game, if that makes any sense. So it was a good crowd, but if you're talking about, does it feel like a playoff game in the grindhouse last night? No, it didn't feel like that. And in part, maybe the refs, they were taking us out of the game. I mean, we had fouls being called every second last night, and when people were shooting free throws, it's harder and harder to get your crowd getting pumped up. Yeah, that, I mean, that was definitely part of it. The game just, that game just took so long because they were calling so many fouls on both ends of the floor. I don't remember what the actual, like, number of free throws attempted was, but it was, it was crazy. It was, it had to have been in the, the 40s or 50s. All right, Kevin Lipes joining us from the Flyer. So let's talk uh, briefly. This uh, You had a, another story this week because it keeps coming back because you have Tony Allen gets hurt, and it's Tony Allen. The conversation is, again, who should be starting? Should it be a combo of Tony Allen and Lee? Lee, Green, Lee, Allen, Green. What combination of those two guys should be in the starting lineup for the Memphis Grizzlies? It's the playoffs approach. What's the best lineup? I thought this, this storyline was over, and I compare it to... Like, if you watch a sitcom, whether it's The Office or whatever, and they have that on again, off again, will they come together? Will they Will they become a couple? Oh, no, Jim and Pam are going to get together. Oh, here's an obstacle in the way. And I kept, this is like that story to me, that ongoing storyline of, okay, it looks like we finally got it. If the Grizzlies finally know what their starting lineup is, oh, no, Tony Allen's hurt. We have a whole new wrinkle in the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think as long as all three of those guys are on this team, it's always going to be a discussion. Um it had looked, um, you know, especially with kind of Courtney Lee's offensive slump, uh, when he just wasn't shooting at all, much less making anything. Uh, you know, it looked Green and Lee together looked like it just wasn't going to be the answer. You could start um, Lee and Allen was the way that Jaeger went, but we also saw um, we also saw Green and Allen starting together when when Courtney was out with that um, hand injury, and so you know. I think I think finding the right combo there is pretty important to uh, the starting units just kind of flow uh, to their their floor spacing and how quickly they're able to get into their sets, all that kind of stuff. I think um, I just don't think that debate is ever going to go away as long as all three of those guys are playing because all three of those guys could be starters. Um, I, I think I think that for now Lee and Allen uh, is probably the best way to go just because Green seems to play a lot better. Um, with the second unit, just because he can kind of, he play a little more freely. He can kind of do whatever he wants, score when he wants. He doesn't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. Um, but you know, we also saw last night Jeff Green playing really well with the starting unit. He's starting to kind of get a feel for those guys and where he needs to be and that kind of thing. So that may that may be a moot point before too long. So um, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't think the debate. The thing the thing that I really think is that it doesn't necessarily even need to be a debate. It, it should just be a matchup thing. Uh, all three of those guys just need to know that they can start on any given night, but the two of them are going to, and uh, that should just be it. I mean, there are some nights where you're going to want Lee and Allen. There's some nights where you're going to want to start Jeff Green in one of those two guys' spots, and whoever whoever's night it is to come off the bench just kind of has to be okay with that. And I think I think that's that's really the best way forward, but. And that's an interesting I, idea, know. and that may be how it ends up being in the playoffs. I hate for this debate to rage on during the playoffs and to have some moment overshadow something, and you're going to break down if Lee has a bad game or Allen has a bad game, Green has a bad game, or something they screw up or something in the game, or they do awesome in a game while the other ones don't, and that debate just continues to rage on during the playoffs, which, I, I mean, I guess it will. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> I mean, 
there's anything we know about Grizzlies fans, it's they love arguing about um, who should be starting and what Tony Allen should be doing. Right, 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 what Tony Allen should be doing. And, if, I mean, at the end of the day, you go with who brought you to the dance, and the Grizzlies are in this position right now because they started Tony Allen and Courtney Lee. So, I mean, if I had to pick, that's who you start because those are the guys who got you where you're at. That was your starting lineup when you were awesome and the best team in the NBA earlier on this season. So go with them. But that's that's just me. Or, But I also like the idea if you go with Allen and Green, because if you say it really fast, it sounds like Al Green, and then there's already that Al Green Grizzly shirt out there. Maybe they can make another... Yeah, well, you know, I think Green Green is just such an interesting player for this team because they, it's been so long since they've had a player like this. I mean, in some ways, he's he's even better for this team than Ruby Gay was because he's got that same athleticism, uh, you know, and the same kind of poor jump shooting. But he actually attacks the rim. I mean, that was always the knock on Ruby, right? He's like, if he ever figures out how to get to the rim, well, Jeff Green does that. You know, right. Jeff Green shoots a lot of free throws. So, um you know, I, I think that he's 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 a really interesting player for this group, and a dynamic that they just haven't really had. No, I no, I agree that Al, uh, Al Green, uh, Jeff Green had a great uh, dunk this uh, early on last night, getting getting the crowd into it. And you talk about Courtney Lee, uh, and like he last night made a, a three pointer, which was pretty cool for him, right? Like you're talking about the Grizzlies did it. I think maybe they had. One, one thing has to do with the other. That you know, Courtney Lee makes a, a three-pointer, and the Grizzlies beat a good team at home. Are two things that uh, we've really been wanting to see. And just trying to figure out Courtney Lee. We really need Courtney Lee to play like he was playing in November, right? Like yeah, early I mean, on in the season. That's that's their best chance to win a championship, and probably their only chance to win a championship. They have to have somebody who can consistently knock down an outside shot. Um, you know, Jeff. Going back to Jeff Green, he's actually started to hit some corner threes lately. Um, that's that's going to come and go. That's just kind of the player he is. It, it, um, he's streaky like that. But yeah, Lee was Lee was so consistent in November and December. He he really, uh, if he's going to play at that level, um, that makes his team so much more dangerous. And and you know, without that, they're they're the same Grizzlies they've always been. They're just kind of a really good team that you don't want to play in the playoffs. Um, but but with with Courtney Lee hitting that outside shot kind of opens the floor for everybody else and and really makes him a lot more uh, a real title threat. So the Grizzlies they need Courtney Lee to play like he did in November in December. So my idea is let's get him in that November December mindset. Let's have a Thanksgiving dinner at Courtney Lee's house. Let's decorate his locker with Christmas lights. Let's get him thinking that it is November or December again and maybe he'll start playing that way. Get him get him a really ugly sweater. <laughs> Yeah, for the, it would be perfect, and then like, and he can wear it. Like, if he if he really starts playing like he did before, maybe he'll be at the podium post game playoffs, and he can wear that ugly sweater. Yeah, you know, I almost call it a Bill Cosby sweater, but I'm not sure. Can we still do that on the radio? Is that... I mean, you can say it, but then people are going to be like, oh, "You're just ruining yeah. the mood." We're going to yeah. ruin the mood right before your birthday party this afternoon, life. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> all right. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of my mo. All right, we're talking with Kevin Life on the Flyer. You got to read his stuff at uh, memphisflyer.com, the Beyond the Arc blog. You can usually listen to the Beyond the Arc podcast updated every week. Subscribe to that. You guys took a week off this week, but I know you're a weekly podcast when there's no technical difficulties. I just subscribe to that uh, podcast this week and get it on iTunes or any podcast uh, device. We always talk about uh, subscribing to podcasts. It's the thing to do, man. Um, before I let you go, I want to talk about 
the postseason because it's it's still we have no idea who the Grizzlies are going to play. We do know that Portland can't fall below four because they're going to win their division. And we've talked before about the big picture of the NBA playoffs being just just screwed up, how it's set up. Like there probably shouldn't be conferences. They should just probably take the best 16 teams because you have a team in the Western Conference who won't be in the playoffs with 50 wins, and then you have a team in the Eastern Conference who has a losing record uh, in the playoffs. So that that system's not fair in the big picture. But we'll save that debate for another day because I know you're frustrated by that. What I want to try to figure out is the actual system we have right now within the actual conferences, which is to me is also confusing. I think if you have to explain your playoff rules and how it works, it's a little too com- confusing anyway. So Portland's guaranteed a four, right? Explain this to people who may not understand. Yeah, so the way the way the NBA playoffs work right now, if you win your division, you can't be seated lower than fourth. Um, so Portland is guaranteed to win the uh, Northwest Division. And so they are, I think it's Northwest. I think they're the only team that's still in the Northwest, but they're in the Northwest division. Um, they, uh, so basically they're going to win that division. They can't fall below uh, a four seed. But if they play a fifth seeded team with a better record, then the fifth seed team has home court advantage in that series. Um, <laughs> so like if they, like if, um, Houston or, or San Antonio or LA or whoever they end up playing has a better record, than Portland, then that team will have home court advantage, even though Portland is the four seed because Portland won their division. Uh, the other thing that means is that, that you know you look at the Southwest Division where every team in the division is going to win 50 games and the Pelicans still might make the playoffs. Um, it's possible that all five teams in the Southwest Division could still make the playoffs. Um, it, it, that really kind of, it, the, you know, the Grizzlies are two right now. Um, if they fall to three, um, you know, they probably should play Portland if they're the three seed, because Portland should probably be the six, because you're going to have Memphis, San Antonio, and Houston probably all have better records than Portland. Um, so that would be, you know, Golden State and then Memphis, Houston, San Antonio. Uh, I guess that makes them five, but they can't fall below four because they won the division. So it's, it's really, it's really complicated. And then you get into stuff like the tiebreaker is division record, and then if, Division records are tied, then it goes to conference records. So um, you get a, you get really crazy um, scenarios playing out. Like um, Houston and San Antonio still have to play each other back to back. If San Antonio wins those games, they're pretty much guaranteed to have a uh, guaranteeing that Houston is going to have a worse conference record than the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies could then lose this New Orleans game and still have the tiebreaker against Houston because of conference record. It's, it's complicated. It's, it's, it's <laughs> it, really complex. It, 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 it's way too complex for, for what it is, which is like you, you're supposed to be able to win games and be rewarded for winning games uh, during the season, right? The more games you win in the season, you should be rewarded for. But it's looking like if Portland, probably at the end of the season, is going to be the deserving sixth seed, but will be, if it ended today, like they're the deserving sixth seed, but they're technically the fourth seed. And the, and therefore, really, whoever the three seed is supposed to really be playing Portland, instead, you're going to have the fifth seed have the ideal matchup. So if you're three, you would rather have the five because you're playing the worst team, technically, if you're the fifth seed versus being the third seed, playing a team that's better than the others. So it does. it's just too complicated, and they need to drop the guaranteed top four spot for sure, I would think, um, for these yeah, for these divisions. It's interesting because if the Grizzlies fall to three, they would have home court advantage in a three six series. 
if they fall all the way to five, they would still have home court advantage as a five seed against fourth seed to Portland. Right, Portland. So really, they have to they they'd have to fall all the way to the Grizzlies would have to fall all the way to the sixth seed, which is the, like the worst possible finish they can have at this point. They would have to fall all the way to the sixth seed to to actually lose home court advantage. Isn't that rule in place because of that Grizzlies Mavericks series, or am I mistaken? There was, I mean, the Grizzlies Clippers series, or a, a few years ago. Grizzlies had home court, but I, was the fifth or something? It's happened, and they've changed the rules. It used to be worse than this. I think they were guaranteed top three before, but now they were top. Yeah, they were. And now they it's were. just top four. I don't understand the game. I am fine with having divisions as far as that's how you decide what teams you guarantee to play four games against every year or that makes sense for travel purposes or, or however that is. I'm, you know, it, but for the playoffs, when it comes down to this, it should be ranked the best teams and maybe it guarantees you a playoff spot. So Portland gets in at the eight. Um, if they were that the, you know in there, they get in the sixth, seventh, or eighth. Maybe it guarantees you a playoff spot if you win your division, but it shouldn't be guaranteeing you a top four seed. That's just absurd to me, and it's because you could get punished at the end of the day uh, because some of these teams, like where Memphis is, like do you tank or do you not tank? You should be rewarded for winning out all the way. And even with this system or a different system, Memphis is going to consider sitting players at the end of the year, and Houston will, and Golden State will, and. Of course they will. Yeah, I mean, once once you're locked into a spot yeah. and don't have anything to play for, I mean, it's of course you're going to sit players. So you should sit players. So I don't know what this the, the current system does really to to do anything. I there there's always talk out there. Is the D League the D League does their playoffs a little bit different? Where you if you're a top seed, you get to pick your opponent in the in the postseason, which is revolutionary in all different types of ways, I think. I think it's awesome. Like So Golden State, in theory, they would have the first pick of who they played in the playoffs, and you look at the playoffs, and they get they got to decide if they want to play Oklahoma City or they want to play Portland or whoever they want to play. They get to pick who they play. So they're, they're, it's a total reward for being awesome throughout the year. So you get to pick who you play if you're a top three seed. And to me, I think that fixes a lot of problems because you're also looking at this postseason with Oklahoma City, which this would be... An, just a disaster for matchup for anybody with Oklahoma City if Kevin Durant was healthy, right? Because you'd have a Kevin Durant healthy with Westbrook, Oklahoma. It's still a good team, but it would be just a force of a team at an eight seed that nobody would want to play if Durant was still healthy. And that's not fair either because every year there's a team where somebody's hurt and they don't have the right playoff seed that they should have because they got healthy at the end of the year and or they got hot at the end of the year. So what do you think about the idea of top three seeds will get to pick who they play in the uh, postseason? I think that's just going to lead to a lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's just you, – you're putting so – you're injecting so much bad blood into a situation uh, like the NBA playoffs where there's already – it's already so intense. Um, it would be – it would be must-watch TV. I also just think, I honestly think it would probably just lead to a lot of fights. It will make it personal. Uh, it, right, it would make it personal. There, that yeah. thing, You had an instant uh, reason, a storyline behind the matchup, like instantly, yeah. every year. And you know, I don't, uh, Kind of to your other point, though, I don't know that I agree that that, um, that it's a bad thing that teams can, can have injuries and stuff and end up with a weird seed. I mean, I think that, like that's that. kind of what makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean... You know, that's what happened to the Grizzlies last year, right? They just always hurt. They ended up with having to fight to even get in the playoffs to begin with, and then and then they ended up at the seventh seed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they granted that meant that 
the full strength team probably should have been seated higher than seventh and, and had to play Oklahoma City, but you know, that's what happens. People get hurt. I mean, for the Thunder to be an eight seed, the Thunder the Thunder kind of are an eight seed right now. And if they had Durant back, um that would that would be bad for Golden State, but uh, Golden State would be able to handle it, I think. You know, right. it's that's just kind of the, that's the name of the game. It's cool for the team that is the lower seed. I mean, it, it, it's for the underdog. It's cool for it's your idea of your only chance of a Cinderella story in the NBA. It's cool if you look at it that way. But it's totally unfair if you're Golden State and Kevin Durant's healthy and you end up getting matched up with Oklahoma City in the first round. That's just like, what is the point of playing the whole entire season, the whole 82 games, if you're going to end up having to play what people thought at the beginning of the year was one of the best two teams in the NBA? Like, at the end, like all your hard work and you have to play one of the, the best teams in the NBA? Seriously? I guess it's, you know... So that's what I look at it like that. To, you'd have to play them anyway at some point. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like yeah. the Spurs. You know, the Grizzlies knocked off the Spurs. The Spurs really kind of just were the they were the one seed, and then a bunch of people got hurt right at the end of the season, and then the Grizzlies just picked them off. You know, um, I think the NBA playoffs are really designed for the most part. Uh, the whole point of the seven game series is that the best team wins. Right. I think I think you know eight times out of ten, probably seven times out of ten at least. Um, you know, I, another thing I think that you consider is, is going back to five game first round series. Yeah, because that, that makes it more know, exciting, yeah. It makes it more exciting. It introduces a little more uncertainty.